And welcome to the pilot episode of Bashin' Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Billy, and I am the older brother to our second host. Hi, everybody. I'm Corey. I'm the second host for the Bashin' Bros Podcast. And basically what this is, this is our pilot episode. So what we're going to try to do is try to get, you know, into the podcast scene, obviously, and just talk about some interests that we share but one of the major catalysts to beginning this podcast are a couple influences. Shout out Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Shout out Kyle Peterson um, off of YouTube. And this idea came about really probably during when the pandemic started. Corey had just graduated college not too long before that. So we were all living at our parents' house. And then we kind of watched the toys that made us on Netflix. We found the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. So this was something that we've been thinking about for a long time obviously life gets in the way so you don't really have time to start certain things but you know kind of said you know screw it so well, this is us now and here we are so hopefully those listeners out there would enjoy this is a g to pg podcast okay so no profanity or anything like that's going to be found here um so we're going to keep it like that uh, Corey, you have anything to add to that opening? Um, yeah, just uh, with some of the things that um, you touched on when it comes to what inspired this is when COVID happened, we started realizing that a lot of the things that we loved as kids um, were was resurfacing like crazy all across uh, different websites, different uh eBay pages with people just selling uh, a wide variety of things like Pokemon cards, uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, magic cards, you name it. Um, and you including your uh, incredible collection of wrestling action figures. They were um, selling all, all over the place. And it just really inspired us to get back involved with uh, the things that we loved as kids. Yeah, major nostalgia hit, especially during the pandemic. I think a lot of people were diving back into an area or a time in which they felt the most comfortable, a, a time that they were, I guess you could say, the most organic, most you know, free. And it really was a lot of our generation growing up in the 90s and into the 2000s, into the later 2000s, in which you know a lot of people were reaching for those memories. I remember you, know, you couldn't find, for example the the mighty Morphin power rangers the original head flippers where if you touch the belt on the on the power rangers their head would flip you could find them on ebay for like 10 15 dollars once the pandemic hit and post pandemic those things are going for 50 60 bucks a piece and a lot of them are not in great condition so the collecting world really hit a spike um now you're starting to see it kind of 
you know, flatten out a little bit. There's over, there's too much product out there for the new product that's coming out, whether it's Funko Pops, whether it's Jazzwares, AEW figures, uh, Mattel, <coughs> Mattel products, specifically professional wrestling stuff. Um, you know, that, that pandemic boom is starting to flatten out a little bit. So there's an over production of things. Um, and there's a lot of peg warming going on for brands all the way across, whether it's professional wrestling, DC comics, Marvel. Um, so we're, we're kind of in that flat flattening out period, but everything that is from childhood, whether it's video games, whether it's cards, I know Pokemon cards have, they've always been valuable, but they really went skyrocketing in value during the pandemic and post pandemic. Uh, and you know, a lot of the toys from the early portion of the nineties, late eighties, Hasbro's specifically for professional wrestling, LJN's uh, specifically for professional wrestling. Like they just went absolutely through the roof. Once all these people were locked in their houses, just like us bored, going through stuff, finding love again for things that made you feel good from when you were a kid, all these toy stores around the country started really booming in business. You have more content material out there of people going on uh, figure hunts, you know, talking about toys and collectibles, whether it's cards, uh, video games, video game systems, you name it. I know right before the pandemic or right after, no, it was right after the pandemic started, I found Retro Rick also, who does video games on YouTube, um, and actually owns a store now because of his YouTube, uh, his YouTube channel, his YouTube content. So there's a lot of guys. Pixel Dan, I found out there too, who's linked with uh, Retro Rick. So yeah, I mean, just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff out there, a lot of content. Yeah, there's been a huge resurgence in the uh, collectible car game market as well. Um, physically that I should say, because there are a lot, of, a lot of digital trading card games online right now, but I mean, Bandai right now is just on, they're releasing a card game. I feel like every week they started off with the Dragon Ball Super uh, trading card game. And then not long after that, they released the uh, Digimon trading card game, which actually released during the pandemic and is still going strong right now. Um, and then uh, after Digimon, they released what I'm actually playing right now, which is a, uh, uh, the One Piece trading card game, which is uh, based off the famous anime. It's up to a, over a thousand episodes right now, which is unbelievable. Um, they just also released Battle Spirits Saga and are releasing another collectible card game, Union Arena, which is going to be based off of all the different uh, anime television series of, you know, from Bleach to Demon Slayer, uh, My Hero Academia. It's going to be really cool. It's just, it's crazy how much the trading card game market has skyrocketed. And even the secondary market with, on TCG Player, I mean, there's prices of booster boxes, mm -hmm. of first edition Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and Magic the Gathering selling for hundreds to thousands of dollars. And I would even argue that even Flesh and Blood first edition products from the, uh, uh, the alpha set of uh, Flesh and Blood, Welcome to Wraith, and Arcane Rising in the second set are also selling for thousands of dollars. It's in, it's incredible what people will pay for just a, a, a piece of cardboard to a, a card game. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, recently, let's just, you know, stemming off of that, let's just talk about San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con just happened. I know a lot of people were out there. San Diego Comic-Con had a lot of reveals, especially from the Mattel line. 
Um, you know, more specifically, when it comes to Mattel, you have, you know, they had an incredible reveal of new professional wrestling figures coming out. Lots of oldies packed with Hulk Hogan. So any Hulk Hogan fan was probably extremely happy, maybe even a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of new Hulk Hogan stuff that's coming out. Uh, you had G.I. Joe that had some great reveals through Hasbro. Uh, you had a lot of DC stuff coming out. Uh, Marvel Legends. I mean, you name it. San Diego Comic-Con had it. And uh, I got my hands on one of the exclusives from Jazzwares, which is the one of 1,000 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, Sting. Okay, that you could only get it at the show. I found two of the Stings for under 120 online, and I got both of them because... The way I see it, I wasn't going to buy anything else at San Diego Comic-Con outside of this Sting exclusive. Uh, Everything else is just pre-order. And I looked at a lot of the San Diego Comic-Con exclusives across the board, whether it was Hasbro with Star Wars, uh, Mattel with, 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 you know, WWE stuff. And the only thing that really sparked my interest was the Sting San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. So I was able to snag two of them. Two. So... Yeah, I, I I definitely when it comes to the wrestling action figures, um, your Sting collection is definitely something to uh, marvel at. It is is unreal the amount of Sting figures that you possess, and I I would even say that another uh, part of your collection I really enjoy is the uh, Undertaker uh, figure line that you have. Is was there anything going on at the Comic Con for that? Uh, yeah, yeah, Under Undertaker's got some stuff coming out, um, but that's a lot of stuff to dive into. Uh, when it comes to specific exclusives and specific uh, releases, but I mean, compared to a lot of people around the world, it's not that it's not that extensive. But I am almost complete on the full Sting completion. I almost have every single Sting figure ever made. So that's which is uh, insane. That's gonna be that's gonna be really cool when I have it all set up. Um, so I'm gonna be. I'm a completist on Sting. I'm a completist on WWE Legends. Um, still piecing the original Legends together after I got rid of most of them. Uh, what else? And then I'm a completist on Raven. Okay, Raven. I'm a completist on Raven. I'm close to having a complete collection of him. I am complete on my Gangrel collection. Yes, the Vampire Warrior himself, the leader of the Brood. I have a complete Gangrel collection. Every single Gangrel figure ever made, including Blood Variants, I own. So that's pretty cool. And uh, he actually became, we became, I wouldn't say really good friends, but we became, some, we became friends over the last couple of years through a, a mutual connect, um, signed a bunch of stuff for me. I have it on display, show pictures of that eventually. Uh, so Gangrel, the Vampire Warrior, is the man, okay? Very underutilized in WWE during his time in the late '90s. Him, the you know Edge and Christian as the Brood. Uh, I feel like they dropped the ball with Gangrel. Obviously, the the Brood was put together to put Edge in front, put Edge over into the mainstream, and Christian came along and ended up using his talent and you know skyrocketing to his own fame. And you know Gangrel was out within a couple years, but he's the one of the coolest dudes in the world. So toyetic. I mean, the, I don't. I think the you know the 
Major Wrestling Figure Podcast actually just made recently, within the last year, a major bendy. They redid the Bendem lines. Okay, WWF Just Toys uh, Bendems. Uh, they redid, or they have their own line on Major Pod MajorPodMerch.com. Shout out, little plug for them right there. Uh, if you're interested in Bendems, okay, they have their own line of Bendems, and they redid, or actually gave... Uh, Gangrel, a beautiful Bendem, which I have both on card and loose, regular and blood variant, both signed. And uh, I think Gangrel was one of those one of those guys in the '90s that was forgotten about. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't, I don't really remember much of uh, Gangrel in the pro wrestling scene. Um, I mean, from that era, the Attitude Era. I know it's considered the for to most WWE enthusiasts and pro wrestling enthusiasts one of the best eras, if not the best era of pro wrestling that ever existed. Um, not, don't quote me on that, but the only the only major superstars I can remember as a child from that era were obviously The Rock, uh, Stone Cold, The Brothers of Destruction, uh, Kane and Undertaker, The Dudley Boys. Um, I don't really remember much about Gangrel. I do know Edge. Edge is one of my favorite pro wrestlers of all time. Um, but Gangrel was definitely a miss for me. Uh, I mean, the the Attitude Era is definitely great. I think people over... I don't want to say they over, you know, emphasize on how great it was. I prefer Ruthless Aggression when it comes to actual wrestling. Um, Storylines were... were a little bit crazier during the Attitude Era. There was less, uh, I, guess, I don't want to say restrictions because they were pushing, they were pushing the limit and they were pushing against restrictions all the time. But I would say ruthless aggression for me when it comes to product as far as in-ring product and what they were putting out as far as toy lines are concerned. Ruthless aggression was great from 2002 to about 2008, 2009 before they moved into that G to PG era. Uh, I mean, that was the birth of Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar. You have Eddie Guerrero on top. Uh, you have, you know, Chris Jericho is a top guy during that time. Not that he wasn't during the Attitude Era, but, you know, there's a lot of those major stars that are still around. Okay, you have the big birth of TNA, too, during uh, the Ruthless Aggression Era. And where you have AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Christian actually leaves WWE, goes over to... TNA becomes a main eventer. I mean, just so much really, really good wrestling for my taste. Uh, obviously, that's when you're in high school. I was in high school, too, during the Ruthless Aggression era. So, you know, big, big fan of that. Um, you know, so for me personally, I would say Ruthless Aggression era, as far as wrestling is concerned, is my favorite. But the Attitude Era when we were kids, I mean, D-Generation X, Suck It. NWO and WCW, obviously, Sting in WW or uh, WCW, the icon, love the face paint. My first Sting figure was from 1997, original San Francisco Toy Makers with the Crow Sting uh, look. So, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you when it comes to the Attitude Hour being great, but I don't know. I prefer ruthless aggression as far as wrestling is concerned. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I don't like I said I don't remember much of the uh, Attitude Era. I, I kind of caught the the end of it. I mean, I think 
the the end of it that I remember uh, was uh, actually from a video game, which was um, uh, SmackDown Shut Your Mouth on the PlayStation 2. That was like the last bit of the Attitude Era that I could recall, to be honest with you, with the well, rock that was probably, on the front. Yeah. No, no, that was SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown Shut Your Mouth. That was the, yeah, uh, the video game title. Mouth, yeah. Yeah. And then that was after that they started releasing the SmackDown versus Raw video game line, which I loved because they had the general manager mode, and you could create your own. Uh, you, you were the general manager of a specific show, Raw or SmackDown, and uh, you would create all these different shows and these storylines with the different superstars, and it was really cool how you could create all these wild main events. But for some reason, no matter how many hardcore matches I put on Raw, SmackDown always beat me at WrestleMania. I guess I didn't pick the right superstars. Uh, <laughs> that's ruthless aggression era. Not, not. I mean, I, I don't know. I see. I don't see my favorite. My favorite wrestling game when it comes to actual wrestling video games is definitely WWF No Mercy, hands down. I know people will will those those guys in the eighties will say that the earlier earlier games are better and then obviously people now will say that the, these newer wrestling games are better. But when it comes to the handling of those video games, especially for the Nintendo 64, I'm not talking about physical handling. I'm talking about the in-ring action. Everything, for whatever reason, looked smoother and more real with those games. WWF No Mercy, WWF uh, WrestleMania 2000, WCW mm. versus NWO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those those games for me, they, they just – they were – I don't know. They just felt better, and I, I'm not trying to – I don't know if it's because of nostalgic purposes. That's what we played as a kid. Uh, but I've always preferred the Nintendo 64 wrestling games over anything. I mean, even now, I have WWE 2K23, and it's great. And, you know, Matt Riddle, shout out my boy, one of my best friends. Um, love playing with him on there. Pause. Uh, <laughs> he's the man. But there's something about those old games. Now, the one thing I do that do stick you know, it does stink is the fact that Bret Hart got hurt. Uh, wrestling Goldberg in 2000, which essentially ends his career. Mm-hmm. We don't get Bret Hart matches during the ruthless aggression era. And we don't get Bret Hart in a lot of video games during that time period either. I mean, he was Hashtag in legends. Screw job. Yeah. Hashtag I mean, screw he's, job. He's in the he's in the Legends of Wrestling video game, uh, if I recall. He's also in the uh, the arcade game, uh, WWE All Stars. Not it's like not an arcade game, but it's kind of like a it's not like a serious wrestling yeah, game. But that's like that's two thousand eleven though. That comes out in two thousand eleven or two thousand ten. Yeah. Don't you can look that up for me, but I'm pretty sure that was for the Xbox three hundred and sixty and PlayStation three. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite pro wrestling games. I don't know why, I just. I love the uh, the comic book like style and like how like each of the superstars have like these wild finishers um, where they like I know the Ultimate Warrior will like sh- will just shoulder press someone and they'll he'll throw them like all the way up to the top of the arena and then they crash down on the ring and then KO them. It's so cool. Yeah, the Gorilla Press. And then Bret Hart just hits the sharpshooter and breaks some dudes breaks the <laughs> the dude's spine. I'm just like this is unreal. And I I I like that that that. Uh, that cartoony feel to it, you know. I, I don't. I don't know why. I guess that's just the uh, 
the anime background in me because it does have a cartoony feel to it. Um, but I was definitely a, a huge fan of WWE All Stars. I love that game. The WWE All Stars is a great game. I'm a big fan of that game. Um, but still, like firing up the N64, putting in WWF No Mercy, and just you know, you have the Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian. Uh, just to name a few for the tag teams. I mean, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Kane, Undertaker, Triple H, Chris Jericho. I mean, excuse me. You can just go on and on about all the the stars and that. And then, I mean, it's just, I think it's just a different feel. And I think it's because it's, it's got a nostalgic feel, which is, you know, which, which adds sentimental value to it. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there's just we have so much nostalgia in all the in all the like the, the the games and the product that we've purchased uh, over our 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 long time as as uh, hobbyists, whether it will be video games, action figures, or card games, and the nostalgia yeah. for nostalgia for me actually lies within all the card games I possess. Specifically, like I remember when I was a kid playing the old Digimon card game that had horrible rules i mean it literally had snowballing rules built into the game and for people who are unfamiliar with snowballing it's basically where one player plays one card consistently to a point where they just keep winning and the other player does not win and that's just how the rules were but like it's crazy just how how nostalgic a lot of games are for me whether they be on the tabletop as a card game or on a the PlayStation Two or the N sixty four or even the GameCube, I I, I love playing GameCube as when we were kids too, and even the old Game Boy Advance Pokemon games. I tell you what, you want to talk about some big money and and selling some of that stuff. The old Pokemon Game Boy Advance games are very hard to come by and very hard to uh to get your hands on if you're not going to put out um you know, an arm and a leg for some of the older games. And if you're, if they're sealed, forget about it. Some of them, which I found pretty interesting, a friend of ours actually uh, sent me this. They, you can get a sealed Game Boy Advanced uh, game of whatever Pokemon version it is, whether it's Pokemon, you know, gold or Pokemon silver or whatever they were back then. I can't remember off the top of my head. You can get them graded. You can literally get those yeah. things graded, which is insane. So- Quick search here. You can't get a Game Boy Advance that's in good condition. Is usually one eighty nine to two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's insane. A good, a good condition Game Boy Advance, not Game Boy Advance color or anything like that. Just a Game Boy Advance. Um, so I remember playing with Game Boy Advance and Game Boys. They were great. They were awesome. Game, I, I a Game Boy. Game Boy Advance SP, which was the one that folded, that was like my generation. Game Boy Advance SP, you could find on the secondary market again. Anywhere upwards of $100 to $200. If it's in great condition, it looks like it's definitely over $200. So I haven't seen a Game Boy Advance or a Game Boy Advance SP since the early 2000s. I mean, I... yeah. I was out of the Game Boy phase probably when I was like thirteen. Um, yeah, I I would say I'm around there for no, not really for me. I kind of stuck with it, got back into it a little bit. I I always liked the portable stuff 
I liked being able to bring bring my games on the road with me. I remember the uh, the my favorite game system was actually the the old PlayStation Portable, the PSP. That was that was my game. the The games they had for that thing were just unbelievable, and they tried to re reinvigorate that with the um, the the PlayStation Vita afterwards yeah. and which is like kind of like a handheld playstation 3 or a handheld playstation 4 i think they were going for but it just didn't catch fire like the playstation uh portable that the psp did and and the playstation portable had one joystick and the uh P- playstation vita had two so i found that pretty interesting that the one of uh, the, pr- the previous version the older version of the playstation portable actually uh caught um more eyes and was sold sold more and did better than the original than the uh, the second version i at least i i from what i noticed and from what because the the playstation vita did not have as many games as the playstation portable did there it wasn't even close and if they did have a lot of games a lot of them you didn't really see much you didn't you didn't really know what they were because a lot of them were released from like uh japan and japan the, the has a a lot of games not just video games but a lot of games in general that you just we don't see over here uh there's a wide variety of card games that are over in japan that we don't see um one of my favorite card games is uh that was brought over here that got discontinued back in uh 04 uh, or not 04, 06, excuse me, and then got rebooted and discontinued back in, I think it was 2014, I want to say, when I graduated high school was Duel Masters, but that's still going strong in Japan. And it's just, I find it crazy how different the market in Japan is compared to us uh, over here, just from a video game and a card game standpoint. So it looks like PlayStation PSPs are selling around the same price, uh, upwards of over 100 bucks still. Um, some are in better shape than others, but again, secondary market. So, uh, if if you have, if you have, and which Corey did not listen to me, okay, did not listen to me. And this is the thing when it comes to younger brothers, sometimes they just don't listen. Okay. All of you older brothers out there, you know, this, you know, this, you know, this to be true. Okay. Just like Darth Vader says to Luke Skywalker, search your feelings, you know it be true, okay? He did not listen when I told him, never, ever get rid of your video games and video game systems. What does he do? Falls in love. Let somebody tell him, make him trade this stuff in for cash that was spent immediately. So I want everybody out there to understand, don't make the same mistake as this young man that's talking to me right now made. Hold on to your stuff and don't you ever let anybody, male, female, companion, don't let them tell you to get rid of your stuff. Now, if you deep down want to get rid of it, that's up to you. That's your prerogative. But don't let somebody say you need to trade this stuff in you need to get rid of it which you know Corey did not listen very hurtful very hurtful as much as it pains me to say it and i have vinegar it's like vinegar coming out of my mouth my brother was right i as soon as i did it um i had instant regret and uh, i'll tell you why when I sold my PlayStation 3... I usually am right, by the way, people. I usually am right when it comes to... Not all to, the time. Usually. 
Usually. I'd say it's about 50-50. Anyway. 99.999%. Nine times. Yep. I don't remember him being absent. Nine times. I don't remember him being sick nine times. (laughs) Ferris Bueller shout out. Um, One of the most disappointing things for me is like when I sold the PlayStation 3. First of all, when you ever sell anything to GameStop, you're not getting anything for it. I probably got about... No! And you sold away memories. You sold away your soul. And I've never forgiven you. This is why we can't be in the same room a lot. Because you'll be saying something and then I'm automatically remember oh you remember when he got rid of your playstation 3 and all the games that came along with it it was my playstation 3 first of all mine second of all the reason why i was so upset this was the this was a huge reason because i loved this game and it took me forever to find it and track it down again because for some reason it got so explosive in price i don't understand why but people love it and that was a couldn't play Blitz the League 2 anymore, which is the second installment of the Blitz the League video games. And it was actually the only, those were the only two installments. And I tell you right now, that game was so much fun. The injuries that you were, that were done in that game and, and just the creation of the team and the players and everything like that was so cool. It was a game where it was like an arcade football game where like there was no penalties. Um, it was just, it was so detailed. The entire game was so much fun. Lawrence Taylor if you don't love Lawrence Taylor in a video game, I don't in a, fo- a football game for that for that matter is just like I, I don't know what to say because that game was amazing. It was so much fun to play that game, and when I got rid of the PlayStation Three, it took me forever to find that game, and I, and I only found it on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. And when I found it on Amazon, I bought it, and when I bought, I couldn't believe the price. It was selling for like something crazy. It was like the guy was selling it for eighty dollars or ninety dollars. And I don't know why, but people love that game. And every time I see it in stores, it's, it's always a high price at a, like a retro video game store, which actually we have uh, in our hometown. And the last time I saw it there, they were selling it for like 50 bucks. Like it was brand new. I was like, holy crap. Why is this so expensive? And they're like, people love it. I was like, that's crazy to me. It's just a, such a simple game, it seems. But people love it. And that was a deep regret I had when I listened to that Psycho X of mine. I don't forgive you still. It's important to forgive. And it, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also important to listen to the your elders, which you don't do. You forgive don't or do. forget. Forgive no, or forget. Yeah. No, I'm not forgetting that whatsoever. Well, I, oh. I I have I haven't really sold any of my my card games. The only card game I ever really sold out of was a uh, Flesh and Blood. Um, I I, I ended up not enjoying that game like a lot of people did in the past let's see the game came out during covid so uh the past three or four years i don't know it's just not my cup of tea um i that's probably the only card game i feel like i've sold out of completely um i have sold some magic cards um but i still do have like i don't know a whole crate of three thousand or four thousand cards i don't even know i don't even know what i have i haven't gone through i haven't gone through it in years but uh, the more the games that I play the most right now are the anime style games, like from Bandai, like Dragon Ball Super, Digimon. One Piece is great. I love One Piece. I actually pulled um, two cards in the newest set, uh, Pillars of Strength. I pulled this uh, Arlong right here. It's a, uh, this alternate art Arlong. It's about 
go, I think it's going for like 50 bucks right now on uh, TCG player. And uh, this alternate art Charlotte pudding, this is also going for like around $60. Uh, really, really nice cards. Uh, the game is very, fairly simple, and I think that's why I like it so much. I like the simple games. Um, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that I know that, that like take to magic. A lot of my buddies play magic, and I feel like magic is just so convoluted and just so all over the place. It's just, it's not my cup of tea anymore. And, you know, with the release of the new Lord of the Rings set, magic is big, is, is bigger, uh, just as big as it was, as it is now, as it was, you know, when they released uh, uh, one of the, the Return to Ravnica or the Return to Ravnica sets when I first started playing. Um, I think that's when I started playing around around Dark Ascension Return to Ravnica when I played Magic, but it's bigger and it's bigger than ever. I know a lot of people still have some gripes with the game, um, but the cards are still insanely over. They're just insanely overpriced and I think that that's also something that's going on in, in Pokemon, but I feel like people are more willing to pay the price of Pokemon because that is what they saw as a kid on a television series where Magic doesn't really have a, a television series or a video game series yeah, to but, kind of but, back it but, up. But, but Pokemon, the cards were before the series, though. True. I'm almost, true, pos- I'm almost positive that the cards came before the show. I, I I do not know. I don't know. Off the top Someone, of my head, I really don't know. Someone's going to have to correct me. I mean, use your little Google machine while I talk right now um, and, and look that up. But I'm almost positive, if I remember correctly, that the Japanese had released the cards before the show was in America. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe the cards were released before the show was released in America, but that doesn't sound right. All right, I'm looking at uh, so the Pokemon... Uh, anime was released April 1st on my birthday. I was two years old, exactly. April 1st, 1997 was when the, the show came out. Yeah, but um, when did the cards make their debut? Um, I honestly don't know. This has always been a mystery to me, and I always I never really had the You're right. Well, so oh, wait a minute. Hang on a sec. The Pokemon TCG looks like it came out says pokemon is a video no that's not right hang on where's jamie right. from joe rogan's podcast when you need him look something yeah. up quickly no, no kidding <laughs> uh october 1996 is when when it was released in japan october so 96 96 and the show was released in 97 <clears throat> wizards of the coast took it over and brought it to the United, to the United States in 1998, um, in July to July 2003, and then it was ended up taking, and then uh, I think Nintendo or the Pokemon Company took it over. It's the Pokemon Company owns it now, um, but I guess Nintendo works with the Pokemon Company to release the video games. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really the quote expert on Pokemon per se. Uh, I don't really know much. Of, to be honest with you, it's actually kind of shocking for the, all the trading card games I've played. Uh, I never played one game of Pokemon. I was into Pokemon for a little bit. The first season, uh, the base set, honestly, I was into for like two years, maybe. I remember getting some packs. I got the starter deck when I was a kid. Uh, I got like my the best card I ever got was a in a pack that I got from one of the card stores around here. It's no longer there. 
was a Blastoise Hollow, and then I got a dark Charizard holographic in in one of the packs. But that was it. I didn't. I never. And after that, I kind of just I I ruined the cards playing with them. I traded them for wrestling figures uh, on the playground. Um, so I never really got into it. And then yeah, yeah. that's a sh- that's a shame. <laughs> I stole Pokemon cards one time. Mom, my mother, our mother caught me from CVS I... from C- from the local CVS. I pa- I I put two packs, two or three packs. I stole them and. Uh, she caught me about to open them as I was watching Thursday night SmackDown. And uh, she's like, where'd she you probably, get them? Where did you get those? She Where probably did beat you get the, those? She probably beat the crap out of you. That's probably almost as bad as when you ordered that pay-per-view on DirecTV when we were kids. I remember that. Dad went, Dad went insane that day. He was not happy. But, but. Got to you watch let you watch it. You bought it, might as well watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. That was the night Jericho beat The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'll never forget it to become undisputed champion. Was game. that was that oh okay. So that wasn't King of the Ring. No, it was not King of the Ring. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when I tried stealing uh our neighbors uh Jinzo. I, st- I we were having a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament across the street, and I really wanted that Jinzo. And uh, he had he had beat me in like two games. He crushed me in Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was just like, "All right, I'll show him." And I tried stealing his Jinzo, and then uh, he told Katie, and you know, Katie, our sister, she just loved to tell on on me specifically. I don't know what it was about her when we were kids. She just she just wanted me to get in trouble all the time. So she told mom, and I got grounded. And and then mom took all my Yu Gi Oh cards and hid them for me for like a month because I stole uh, Roger's Del- uh, Jinzo. Uh, I mean, you know, that was, what are you gonna that do? Was an awesome, that was an awesome card. I live well, for it's crazy. Like it's crazy. It was such a good card, but like. If if I try to teach you how to play the Yu-Gi-Oh card game now, you would not know what the heck was going no, on. No, uh, well, we're not going to start the Yu-Gi-Oh discussion today because I'm not going to get into it. I don't have the energy. It's uh, uh it's not even close to what it was. like. It, it is sometimes I even forget the rules because the, if you want to talk about a game that has so far I, away I, from what it was, I just said I don't insane. want to talk about it. I wanted to talk about. I, it. I legitimately said I don't want to talk about. It. You're like, and there, you know, there's a game. If you want to talk about it, it's it's as it's like I said. I don't want to talk about it. Well, if you want to, this. The, the best the best way I can describe it is Yu Gi Oh no, is please, calculus. No, no, just Yu Gi Oh is calculus, and Pokemon is 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 just basic math. That's the best way I can describe it. Yu Gi Oh is too oh, much, too many things going on. I'm glad you described it. Which is probably one of the reasons attributed to why I like the Bandai games so much right now, because I think they're way more simplistic in nature in what they do. Um, they're resource-based games, so they all have a all the cards. Majority of the cards within the games have, excuse me, a fixed cost, uh, similar to fixed what a mana cost. cost would be in in uh, Magic. Um, but they have a fixed cost to play the cards and resource-based systems, which I really enjoy. And, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I, I do like the Bandai games a little more. Not necessarily Battle Spirits, more One Piece, Digimon, and uh, Dragon Ball are the games that I'm really 
honed in on right now. Um, those are the, those are, and, and, and just, I think Bandai just is a, uh, they do a better job of making really cool, uh, alternate arts, which are really nice for collecting as well, which I really like. Well, moving on to the next, one of the segments that we're going to get into that we're going to continue to try to get into is we're going to do a list, a top five. Now it's not going to be, it doesn't have to be the same theme every week. Okay. It's not going to be a top five of just pro wrestling, a top five of just, you know, cards or card characters. It's going to be a, a, an array of things. It could be Power Rangers, Power Ranger series, or TV shows. So I saw an interesting list earlier, and I'm going to let you rank your top five children's shows that Ooh. you watched as a kid, and then wow. I'll go. But the rules are you have to have watched them, okay? And you okay. have to be, you have to give a specific reason as to why it's ranked where it's ranked in your top five. One being your favorite, five being mm-hmm. your least favorite, but they're all five are your favorite. So okay. that makes sense. You have, you have the floor first, go five down to one. All right. Number five is easy. Uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Um, that was, I think, one of the funniest sitcoms that Disney Channel had ever produced. Um, it, the, those Dylan Cole Sprouts were absolute gold in that that show. It was hysterical. But the reason why it's the number five is because there's four other shows that I know for a fact that I have watched from start to finish probably several times over um, ever since they were created. And I, and I got to be honest with you, they're, they're, they're definitely a, a big part of my childhood. And one of the major reasons why I, I uh, loved um, anime so much, because the other four are anime shows. Right, you, can't, you can't say Jersey Shore now. No, 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 no. Definitely not Jersey Shore. I love Jersey Shore, but it's definitely not my top five. Um, no Jay Shore f- for you today. No, no Jay Shore. No Jay Shore. Number number four um, was uh, definitely probably the old Digimon uh, show when I was a kid. I still have the old movie that mom got me uh, years ago when it was at Kmart. And I watched that so much that the actual the tape in the uh and the actual cassette started to wear and you know would, before before you go before you go to your next one can we just say can we agree how much we miss everybody probably misses kmart as opposed to walmart oh kmart walmart stinks walmart yeah. stinks their online pre-ordering system for for action figures sucks it's horrible yes. i've yes. had within the last calendar year when it comes to pre-orders, I've done 10 pre-orders. All 10 have been canceled. Yeah. Okay. Walmart sucks. Walmart, I don't like you. I'm not going to say hate on here, but I do not like you, nor do I want to tolerate you. When I walk into Walmart, my skin crawls. Okay. It's because I know... I'm about to get screwed because the distribution of your toys suck. Okay. Yeah. So Kmart was great. Toy aisle was always full. Loved Kmart. Lots of great memories from Kmart. Music section was always great. Uh, to hell, I don't like Walmart. 
Yeah, Walmart. Walmart definitely struggles in the uh, in keeping the trading card game stock up, and and I would even argue that their their pro their pro wrestling action figures and even some of it's their horrible. It's hard. Some of their ba- this, some even the even the Beyblades are just like awful. Like the, oh the, god, the, 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 dis- the distribution there for some of the major tour lines that make the most money, whether it be GI Joe, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hasbro's Power Rangers, WWE, Mattel's, uh, AEW Jazzwares, like they they the the stock, and it's not just our local Walmart. Okay, it'd be one thing if I just said our local Walmart stunk. All right. But it's not. Every Walmart I go into, they it all stink. They all they stink. All, they're all bad. They're all, all right, bad. Go to, go, go to number. Go to number three. Sorry for that rant. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I was, Digimon was at number four. Um, love that show. Uh, love that show. Uh, favorite Digimon was would would probably have to be um, either Gallimon or I would I would m- maybe uh, Agumon. I like Agumon a lot too. Uh, coming in number three, this was a. Uh, show that I I don't know why I took to it so much but um, it was so much fun getting up on every morning on JetX this was the this was the this came after Fox Kids you were a Fox Kids kid um, I I remember like toward the end of Fox Kids but JetX was what what um, was was uh, for me and uh, Ultimate Muscle was an amazing anime I love that anime that was a Ultimate pro Muscle wrestling anime. Yeah, it was, good. It was a pro it was good. pro wrestling anime, but it was so cool. Just like it, real like it was. A, it was like if it, like the pro wrestling storylines were actually like real life. Like these guys actually hated each other and wanted yeah. to kill each other in the ring. It was awesome. Yeah, I love that show. Uh, number two for me um, is it's it's a, it's a hard toss up. It really is. Um, now I, I do watch other anime now, um, but this these animes specifically got me into anime. That's why they're so nostalgic for me. So number two is actually the Yu-Gi-Oh anime, not not like GX or Five Ds or anything. The original Yu-Gi-Oh anime, which is in my opinion, even though the the Duelist Kingdom did did not do. And it did not make any sense when it came to the rules for when, if you want to watch the, the original show of Duel's Kingdom, the rules for the real Yu-Gi-Oh didn't, they, they, those were not, <laughs> they did not correlate with the show. They were just dropping dark magicians and blue eyes by dragons without any type of, any type of <laughs> rules. I was like, Oh, okay, I guess I can do that. And I got yelled at at a tournament and they weren't allowed to do that. I was like, well, they could do that in the show. But um, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh was awesome. I loved it. You know, just like people, when people see people playing like a card game, you know the two games that they always go after, like oh, was that Yu-Gi-Oh or was that Pokemon? Like they don't, they don't. Even though Magic is the oldest card game, there's a wide variety of trading card games. I would say Magic. I don't know, man. Most, like every most time people say Magic, like what is that? Magic I, the Gathering. That's that's would, that's one. That's, I don't know, dude. I disagree. I think that when uh, people like you can oh, disagree. what are you playing? What are you playing? Your Dark Magician. You're playing your 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 your. What are you playing? Yu-Gi-Oh. You're playing Pokemon. You're playing your Charizard. Like that's what I always hear when I'm like playing a card game around people who don't know anything about the, 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 the hobby. I still think Magic: The Gathering is probably the most. No, I know you, no, you're right. Ma- Magic is referenced high, highly, but I, Yu-Gi-Oh was so less big. People know, but less people know Yu-Gi-Oh. 
That's my that's point. not true. Yu Gi Oh has Yu Gi Oh has the Guinness Book of World Record. Well, it, it had it. I don't know if it still does. Uh, you so it, listen, people. People are going to fact check you on here, so they're going to come after you if you're lying. Just no, let no, you no. know, buddy. No, no. The the uh, Yu Gi Oh had the Guinness Book of World Record for a long time. Um, for I I believe I it know. was. Eh, it doesn't, it, it's irrelevant to the situation anyway. Just go to number one. Number two. Number one, you probably already know it's Dragon Ball Z. Hands down. Yeah, Dragon, the, Dragon, the Dragon Ball Z anime is my favorite show of all time. No one will convince me otherwise. If you are going to sit there and say that the, that the, the fight between Goku and Frieza, which lasted for four hours of runtime, the original lasted four hours of runtime, and you said that that wasn't epic. You can't sit next to me, man. Like that—that that was an unbelievable show. The fight that he had with Cell at the Cell Games was awesome. Gohan going Super Saiyan two, and him and Goku doing their father-son Kamehameha to kill Cell was unreal. The films with Brawly and Cooler were unreal. Uh, Android thirteen, my favorite Android from 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 the Android thirteen film of Dragon Ball Z was unbelievable. Even the Android saga when Future Trunks came out and and killed the uh, rob- cyborg Frieza was awesome. Like I just love Dragon Ball Z. The the game, the car game is amazing. Dragon Ball Super, I do I do like Dragon Ball Super a lot. I like Dragon Ball Super a lot. I like the new animations that they've been doing. But Dragon Ball Z is definitely, in my opinion, my favorite show of all time. I think it's the best of the Dragon Balls if I had to choose. I would rank Dragon Ball Z at number one. Uh, then I would put Dragon Ball at number two for nostalgia. Dragon Ball Super for epicness of like when it comes to like the power level in general. And then Dragon Ball GT, which I think is the worst. I'm not a, really a big GT fan. I know there, there's a lot of people that love GT, but I... I just couldn't get on. I, I don't know. I wasn't a really big Dragon Ball fan uh, to begin with. Like, I like Dragon Ball, but Goku as a kid is not as f- cool as it is seeing him go Super Saiyan as an adult, in my opinion. Uh, I think the cool, I think the go, him going Uzaru in Dragon Ball and the Golden Uzaru in uh, GT, it was cool. It was, it was, it was cool when he battled uh, Piccolo and King Piccolo, but. I don't know. There's just something to be said about Dragon Ball Z. It was everything about the the just the introduction, the Shenron and the hunt for the Dragon Balls and his fights with with Frieza and Cell and Majin Buu and Kid Buu and him going Super Saiyan three for the first time and his battle with Majin Vegeta. You just you can't get better than that. And I like I said, there are a lot of anime right now. I'm watching One Piece like crazy right now, but Dragon Ball Z and Yu Gi Oh. Uh, and and uh, Ultimate Muscle, those three were the ones that got me into anime from the start. All right, so just go over your top five again. Top five. Number four, number five was Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Number four was Digimon. Number three was Ultimate Muscle. Number two was Yu-Gi-Oh! The original Yu-Gi-Oh! Which was five seasons to be exact. And then Dragon Ball Z. All right. Okay. So... Number five for me would be, as you mentioned earlier, Fox Kids Kid, Big Bad Beetleborgs. Okay. Oh, God. Big I mean, Bad Beetleborgs. I mean, I tried muscling my way through an episode recently that I found on YouTube, and I can't believe <laughs> that I watched that and was thoroughly entertained as a child and thought that I could get magical powers. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to go into a dissertation in regards to Beetleborgs, 
if you know, you know. If you don't, don't waste your time. And I'm just going to yeah. leave it at that. Okay. The the no, acting alone. For, forget it. <laughs> just just forget it. But I loved it as a kid. I did. I loved it as a kid. Number four would be Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power, the you know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, unbelievable. Just just loved the, the original turtles. Love the original turtle movies, which we will talk you know touch on in another episode. Do you but, like the new movies, the new ones? Yes, I love them. I th- I, I love they, them like, too. I, listen, we're not getting into this conversation now. We're not because I'm going to go on a rant and I'm going to be really pissed off. And it's getting late. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to get the blood pressure high. But yes, the new movies are phenomenal, and everybody that hates them, get, bite me. Okay. Number three, obviously, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You know, original season, season one, season two, season three. Okay, when they even when they go to Power Rangers Zio, uh, Power Rangers Turbo, I was in it for I was in it fully investment, full investment until after Power Rangers Turbo. I got out of it, but there's nothing better than the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Tommy is the Green Ranger. Rest in peace, Jason David Frank. Uh, just the phenomenal and we're, we'll we will obviously touch on power rangers throughout yeah the uh the duration in which we're going to be doing these these recordings but power rangers at number three number two would be monday night wcw nitro monday Ooh. night nitro wcw with a okay big sexy Scott Hall, rest in peace. Okay, uh, I mean, Raw just, is war. Uh, Raw wasn't Mon- always Mon- war. The Mon- Monday Night Showdown. Okay, WCW reigned supreme with the NWO for eighty-three weeks. Okay, uh, Sting, Excuse obviously me. top three of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Just love Monday Night Nitro. And then, obviously, number one is going to be WWF, WWE, whatever you want to say, Monday Night Raw. And the reason why that's different is because it's a different product from WCW. WCW was a different product than WWE. It's just not rolled into one. They were two different television shows. Okay, so that that has to be understood. So WCW was number two. WWF, WWE, Monday Night Raw, number one. Okay, so that's five Beetleborgs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Nitro, and then Raw. Love SmackDown too, but Monday Night Raw was the flagship show. So those I, I, are our top five. I got uh, one of yours wrong. I got it. I got your. I got your list wrong for for one of them. I thought for one was for sure going to be on there, but I was wrong. What? I thought you, instead of Beetleborgs, you were going to put. Uh, X-Men, the cartoon. Yeah, I was thinking about that. That's probably that's probably sitting right there at six. Actually, they they revamped uh X-Men 97, which I want to get some of the toys. The Cyclops, who's my favorite X-Men of them all, uh, you know, is great. Which, you know what? Let's go right into that segment. Okay, so this is gonna be a regular segment outside of the professional wrestling and the card stuff. But, you know, this is going to be a lot of nerd talk in here, too. Uh, my favorite superhero, okay? 
Each week, we'll try to pick a different hero. It doesn't have to be a superhero from Marvel. It could be a hero in pro wrestling. It could be a hero in a television show, a movie. But uh, one of my favorite heroes that I think doesn't get enough love, doesn't get enough credit, is Cyclops. Love Scott Cyclops. Uh, you know, Scott. Love, yeah. love, love, love Cyclops. I think his story's great. Uh, toyetic beyond belief, especially from the comics and from the you know original X-Men cartoon series. I mean, toyetic beyond belief with the the red hair, the the gold. Uh, I I can't remember what it, what we call his headgear. Uh, these comic book people are gonna kill me. But it's okay. But hit the blue it's and yellow, in- the blue and yellow suit with the X coming, you know, uh, coming across on on like that belt that he had going across his chest. Yeah. I mean, super super toyetic. Had at least six or seven Cyclops growing up. Uh, everyone loves Wolverine. Wolverine's cool. Listen, don't get me wrong. Everybody loves him some Wolverine. I love Wolverine. I like Wolverine a lot. But when it comes to the X Men, you know, as far as the heroes are concerned. I mean, Cyclops for me is, you know, Scott Summers, baby. Scott Summers all the way. I love Cyclops. Uh, Just, I think his powers, you know, with his, you know, I call it the death ray coming out of his eyes. I mean, loved it as a kid. Uh, You know, so Cyclops for me, number one, you know, X-Men for me, not, not including Magneto. That'll be another, that'll be another day. I, I, I have a, uh, I have one, and um, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. And I don't know what it is about his story. Gambit. But no, definitely not Gambit. I don't really know much. I don't really know much about Marvel as a, because uh, I didn't grow up reading Marvel. I grew up in comics. The comics I grew up reading was DC. Um, I didn't really know much about Marvel until probably around middle school. Um, when I got exposed to, um, I think it was, I, I watched the, one of the fantastic four films and I had no idea who, uh, the fantastic four were. I didn't know who Mr. Fantastic was or the human torch were the thing and the visible woman. But for me, it started out with DC and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this because, you know, everyone says he doesn't really have much of a story, but I love Superman. I, I love Superman. You, you know, do. I love Superman. I think Clark Kent is so cool when it comes to him being like he wanted to be human so bad and in fact in a lot of ways he was human more human than humans were because he was trying more so hard human to be- than human more human than human he name was that, name that singer name that singer name that Misfits. singer no what <laughs> <Not even close. laughs> Was it uh, Blink-182? Am I getting closer? I want you to break the microphone over your face because I can't do it for you right now. <clears throat> Rob Zombie, dude. What is what is going on I never, with you? I, don't, I only heard don't one say, song I, from Rob Zombie. I've never heard anything from Rob Zombie. I've heard one song from Rob Zombie. It's such a lie. Dracula. Dracula. It's not Dracula. Dracula, just where stop, you dig stop. through the ditches and burn through the witches. Before I was rudely interrupted, I was going on a 
on it. Or, or I think I think Superman more is more human than human. More human than human. It's true. Even though he's an alien, he is more human than human. Than... <laughs> I'm done. Sorry. He, I'm, done. He... I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <clears throat> and I just also love his interactions with the Justice League. I like uh, and and the Injustice story arc is awesome, um, which is really cool. It's when Superman kind of goes bad because uh, the Joker kills Lois Lane and then nukes all of Metropolis. I just found that, ab- and then he kills the Joker uh, w- right after that in the in, in like starts this inc- incredible rivalry with Bruce Wayne, and it's like it's like they want to be friends, and Bruce understands his pain, and Clark w- w- wants to do good. By, I think he's doing good by killing all the villains, but he's like controlling the earth at the same time. So it's like, it's like, where do you find the balance with all this power? You know, and I think, in my opinion, the best Superman of all time is Henry Cavill. You know, no one will ever convince me otherwise. You know, everyone says that he was a terrible. There's so many people. I, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but you know, this is for another day, but Henry Cavill, in my opinion, shout out to him. Greatest Superman of all time, in my opinion, in all, in terms of, uh, the films, but Superman, definitely one of my favorite superheroes, not my favorite, but definitely one of my favorite superheroes of all time. That's cause he's more human than human. He's almost like a, uh, he's, he's, he's almost he's like, almost a like Rob Zombie. He's nothing like Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. He's nothing like Rob Zombie. You just disrespected Superman by comparing him to Rob Zombie. Shout out Rob Zombie. I want to see you in concert, buddy. Give me some tickets. Speaking of concerts, speaking of concerts, we got a large week ahead of me. I'm going to see Pantera and Lamb of God Wednesday. Oh, baby. Lamb of God and Pantera Wednesday. On the the Camden waterfront. And then a couple days later, Sunday, MetLife, Five Figure Death Punch, and Metallica. I cannot wait to see Metallica again. The first time I went, it was exhilarating, and my ears rang for five days. It was unbelievable. The bass from the drums made me sick to my stomach. It was awesome. We moshed for four hours. Just like we did at the Misfits a couple weeks ago. Misfits at uh, Prudential in New Jersey was unfreaking believable. They were awesome. And not to be confused with the Miz. What about? They, they were awesome. That Not Mike Awesome coming from the land of the rising sun, ECW star. No, not Mike Awesome, not the Miz, Mike Mazan and Awesome. I'm talking about they were unbelievable in the Prudential Center. They broke their instruments, threw them into the crowd. They were freaking awesome. Just just awesome. Like I can't I can't describe it anywhere anything else. The misfits were unbelievable for their age. They sounded phenomenal. They sounded phenomenal for everybody. So not excited. nearly as good as Slayer, right? When we went to Slayer. Nah, it was up there with Slayer. It's up there with Slayer. Slayer was awesome. That was my first my first exposure to a, a, a heavy metal concert was Slayer. And uh yeah. I'll never forget when that that girl came up to us looking for her purse that was nowhere to be found and had a golf ball of a yeah. knot on her head. Yeah. And, and she I was, was like, she's she's gonna be concussed for days. That was after the Metallica concert that I went to 
A girl got her collarbone snapped in half. That's rough. He took a clothesline from this gargantuan human being. I mean, I watched it snap in half. Screaming profusely. Disappeared into the crowd. Never saw her again. Yeah. Much like when Rose lets Jack die in Titanic, and then he just, just you know, she just lets go. Even she says, she says I'll never let go. But she lets go. Disgraceful. She lets go. Let's so, go yeah. Eaten by the sharks. He so slips that, to the bottom. With that being said, okay, the theme, okay, we're going to try to talk about music on here every once in a while. Uh, you know, we're maybe try. Maybe, maybe try once a keyword. month. Maybe once a month band band of the week or or band of the month or album of the week album of the month doesn't matter but since in lieu of going to see pantera on tour for the first time uh in many years and both you know you know uh the guitarist and the drummer uh sadly passed away over these years but it's still phil anselmo on vocals which is great I would like for everyone to uh, check out their album, Cowboys from Hell. Cowboys from Hell. A couple great songs on there highlighted by, obviously, the song Cowboys from Hell and Domination. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, records. Not as so, phenomenal yeah, check as... Out that, check, check out that Pantera. Check out the Pantera. The not as is fantastic or amazing as Indestructible by Disturbed, which is a band that I like to go would like to go see at some point. Yeah, I'd like to see Disturbed, but I wish they would only play their early two thousand stuff. I don't really like anything past two thousand and ten, two thousand eleven. Not great. Do you like Indestructible? No, because I'm more human than human. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob's one seg- one segment that we're gonna- okay he's okay he's just okay i don't know okay. if i like rob zombie okay we're gonna move on from that okay because i don't want to get angry uh you know you with your your i'm not even gonna get started i'm not gonna get started okay. i'm not gonna get started he's i'm not gonna okay. get started i'm not gonna get started um i went to see the misfits you went to see andre buccelli okay i don't want to hear it your your opinion when it comes to metal heavy metal Andre Bocelli, Andre Bocelli is a, is a is a grand talent of the world, and uh, it was it was a it was a lovely lovely endeavor. I, I enjoyed play, it very much. His music plays. His music plays in bathrooms when you're going to the bathroom. No, okay? that's not yes. true. Yes, no. yes, it does. Yes, it does. No. So we're we're gonna move on. We're not gonna get into an argument. Okay, we're not gonna do this right now. But we are gonna talk about purchases of the week so every year or every year wow boop every week we're gonna have purchases of the week i got a lot of stuff coming so my stuff's not in yet every sunday is going to be a recording day so you know we're going to talk about some of our purchases of the week Corey, i'm going to let you go first and then i will get to my purchases of the week all right, so my purchase of the week is the third set of One Piece, which is this booster box, Pillars of Strength. Um, this is an awesome set. It features the new color to the game, which is yellow. 
um, which kind of focuses more on the, the, uh, the using the life as a uh, kind of a resource for the player, like almost like, not necessarily an extra hand, but it's like an extra resource that they can kind of dig into. It features a lot of my, some of my favorite characters from uh, the one piece uh, card game, such as uh, Arlong, like I showed earlier. And it also uh, features Marco, which is another character that I, that I like a lot as well. Polo. Um, Marco Polo. Marco was Polo. Polo. Um, it also features um, s- some uh, cards that I also really enjoy um, from the anime, like uh, Pauly is another really cool card that I like. Um, I just like the, the design and the card art from uh, the uh, Water 7. And then, obviously, one of my favorite characters uh, uh, in the story, Rob Lucci, and some of his cards are really, really cool. Uh, like I said, the... The thing that I like so much about the One Piece card game is how simplistic it is. It, it really um, takes, it kind of integrates Hearthstone and and uh, and some of the the mechanics from uh, Duel Masters and uh, Dragon Ball Super, and kind of mixes them together into this really um, well melded simplistic game but it also appeals to a wide variety of players it's going to appeal to the casual player because you can a a solid deck a budget deck like you can probably put out like 80 bucks and take a solid deck and compete at a tournament and then they have these awesome uh, alternate arts that are for collectors like uh, like myself i like collecting the game as well and i mean just look at some of the card art like this this arlong like i showed previously is just so well done and then of course this uh, marco is really really nice as well. Um, just like the vibrant colors that are in the game. Um, when when uh, I buy a box, one of the things that I like to do is I like to uh, sleeve them in these perfect fits, and I put them in my binder. But I organ, I kind of like collecting specific characters. So one of the, one of my favorite characters to collect is uh, obviously Zoro and Luffy uh, from why the Straw Hat ob- crew. Why would it be obviously? I don't well, know who they are. You Obviously. don't know who they are, but people in the anime community or in the One Piece community know exactly who Luffy and One Zoro Piece, so are. I don't watch One Piece, so you can't say obvious. Mon- Obviously. Mon- Monkey D. Luffy um, is the main character of the show, and Zoro is his right-hand man. He's the only Zoro I know is the Mask of Zoro. The, the Mask of Zoro could not hold his whip to the real Zoro from One Piece. The pirate hunter that is not hunting the uh, straw hats. But yeah, my... Um, I'm really I'm really excited for the One Piece game. Um, it's definitely a really good game. Um, it's, if you're looking for a simplistic game that has a, a lot of... Um, it has a lot of f- focus on uh, card management and hand management, um, when to attack, when not to attack, when to counter, when not to counter. Like it really, really does force your opponent to make a lot of decisions. And I think that it, it does have um, a lot of potential to add more mechanics to the game. And it's definitely a game that um, I look to be collecting and playing uh, for the time being right now. It's an expensive game for sealed product. Uh, like the booster box was 140 bucks from the card shop that I went to, but it's cheaper online. You'll, you if you're hope, looking, you better for, hope your wife is not listening to that, buddy. Oh, she was there with me when I bought it. It's okay. She let me buy it. I asked. I asked. Well, I asked permission. I asked permission. I asked permission. It's probably not okay, but I asked permission. 
But the the if you're gonna buy any sealed product from One Piece, it, this is this is the tip I can give you. Um, TCG Player has reasonable deals. Um, don't ever buy from Amazon. Never buy sealed TCG product from any card game from Amazon because you just you don't know what you're buying. And what's been happening with a lot of people is they will buy these sealed product, but what the what they're doing is they're buying sealed product from certain individuals and they're not getting what they uh, are what they purchased it's uh the product is is resealed and re the box is glued and then shrink wrapped on there by the person who's selling it and there's these the, they're these 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 scalpers that will just jack the price up and sell you a false product so never buy from amazon and i would even argue that ebay can be a little sketchy at some some point so if you're gonna buy anywhere well you just got to do, well, do your research though well, you, yeah. have to, you have to research the seller because I buy a lot off of Macari and eBay, and I have great transactions for the most part. The only thing that that makes me a little angry is the uh, shipping of some people. Some people take their time with shipping items. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think I think also what's really when it comes to buying sealed product, the in my opinion, I also like going to like we're so we're very fortunate for our all throughout our entire life that we being in near um, the shore in Jersey Shore, we get we have a card show that comes to us all the time, and buying sealed product of any trading card game there is also really fun because then you can work out deals with the sellers. And I'm like, well, what about if I do? Gotta could you get do, a deal. Gotta yeah. get a deal. Could you do two boxes that are for like for you know two twenty as opposed to two forty? You know what I mean? So, um, sealed product in one piece right now, very expensive. But singles, um, if you're looking to just play the game and buy the cards instead of collect it, uh, if you just want to buy a deck, you can buy uh, solid cheap singles on TCG Player. For like you know some 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 cards are only costing like maybe three five bucks some some of the 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 higher end power cards but if like the 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 backbone of, of certain strategies you're only going to be putting out maybe at the most like forty or fifty bucks sometimes sixty bucks because Bandai wants people to play the game but they also have a lot of things for players to collect as well so it appeals to the competitive player it appeals to the the kitchen table player who just wants to play casually and also appeals to collectors so. Um, I'm very happy with playing the One Piece game, and um, well, you I look are forward a kitchen. To the you are a kitchen table player. You like to play with yourself. With my with cards. Games. With my cards. Is that it's it? Always, it's, 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 it's always it's always it's always fun to to do uh, solitaire. Uh, I actually bought one more thing. I bought the uh, I bought one uh, one of the structure decks, the the uh, number six um, black structure deck. I don't have it with me right now, but uh, very very cool structure deck. Um, if you're interested in playing um, the uh, the uh, the black strategy in uh, One Piece, it's very very focused on controlling the board, which I really like a lot. And um, it's just really it's it's really it's really combo heavy where you kind of got to get the right cards at the right time. But it's kind of like a puzzle, and it's really it's a really it's a really fun game when it, when it when uh, when you get into the mid to late game when you're playing this game. But Overall, One Piece is definitely one of the better games, in my opinion, on the market right now, and the the game that I look to be playing a lot of in the future. Cool, sounds like a lot of cool, a lot of cool stuff. So on this you, week, sir. well, let's start off with what I talked about earlier: San Diego Comic Con Sting, one of one thousand. 
Okay, one of 1,000 stings. So you have sting in the front. Okay, this is from uh, Quake by the Lake in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, this was a year ago. Okay, so you open up the one of... So you see here it says one of 1,000 here at the top corner. And then you open it, and it's... It's, it's sting! Okay. <laughs> it's sting! It's sting! Okay, coming out of the casket with the cool face paint on. I got two. I got two. I got two. <laughs> to quote the, our favorite out there, little Arnold. Jingle no, all the way. nobody. Yeah, there we go. Jingle away. Hang on, two. Get the man. Get him. <laughs> you got the shiny red ball. <laughs> Do you want to trade? Uh, I know what I'm. I know what I'm talking about. I studied psychology. I did a semester of junior college. And I studied psychology, <laughs> so I'm right in there. I know what's going on. All right. So I got that. So I got two of those. You just gotta, you just gotta be careful because you know what they do is they, they make the toy with, with, with it just breaks because they make it with little cheap plastic. Yeah, that's true. I got so I, I got some sting cards here, some sting cards. This is uh, a, damn the glare is horrible. Sting TNA card, another sting TNA card, and a sting wolf pack. Okay. Din 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 Okay, Sting Wolfpack card. I Don't now, turn they, your back on the Wolfpack. These are one of the cooler toy lines that I didn't think I was going to like until I got my first micro brawler in hand. So I got two Sting micro brawlers. This is obviously California Surfer Sting. This is modern day Crow Sting. So these things, I mean, I won't say that they're pricey, but uh, a lot of Sting merch can get pricey. So I got those. They look like and the then, old. Um, they look like the old Bastion brawlers that we had when we were kids. Yeah, well, I, that was like the mini, the miniature versions. And then I got the Sting or Crow Mattel or not Mattel, but Sting Funko Pop. Funko Pop from his time in WWE. These are very expensive. Sting has two Funkos during his time period in WWE. One like the Crow. The other Wolfpack Sting. Wolfpack Sting, I think, is a chase variant, so it's a little more difficult to get a hold of, and it's a little more pricey. So this loose goes for anywhere between 60 and 85 bucks, secondary market. The loose um, uh, Wolfpack Sting goes for over 100 bucks. so I'm trying to find that if anybody wants to hook it up. Um. And then, you know, the micro brawlers, there's a chase micro brawler brawler. I think there's 350 of them with a green, his green and black uh, surfer sting outfit goes for $350. That's insane. Which That's I will insane. be getting eventually. You should just try, uh, you should just, just, you just try and pull it. <clears throat> no, it's like, it's, you can't, you can't find it anymore. Um, wow. uh, what else? What else do I have? What else did I get in for Sting? Ah, that those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Um, I would say we'll keep that around the weekly purchases. Next week, though, I got a lot of stuff coming in this week. Okay, Sarah's going to be pissed, my wife. But it's okay because it's Sting. 
I'm so yeah. close to finishing, yeah. so close to finishing the complete collection of Sting. Um, I can taste it. I can taste it on the tip of my tongue. Okay. Um, but I'm getting I'm getting a little itchy to do some pre-orders upcoming uh, through Target. So, um, you know, I then you know next week there's going to be a lot of uh, weekly purchases, and next week a lot of weekly purchases. So, yeah, uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to show off more of my uh, Dragon Ball purchases that I made recently, um, because uh, I did make a lot of Dragon Ball, the, specifically the Dragon Ball Super Card game. Um, which I'm really excited. To. That's also a game by Bandai, and uh, I also have another another uh, box coming in from One Piece, which I'm really excited for. That's going to be really cool to open up at some point, hopefully to get one of the uh, alternate arts Katakuris, and uh, really hoping to get one of those. Uh, really selling for a lot on TCG Player right now, yeah. um, but got a lot of cool stuff coming in too. All right, so we're gonna wrap this first pilot episode up. It's about a, it's well over an hour. It's about an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna get up some some social media here soon. We're gonna do an Instagram, so we'll we'll send out that Instagram tag when we're when we're ready. We're gonna get a nice little Twitter going, uh, maybe a Facebook page somewhere down the line if that that that's you know still gonna be a thing, possibly a Twitch. But definitely we're gonna get ourselves on some social media. Uh, maybe make some videos for YouTube. I know Corey was recently in Disney, so we do some vlogging for uh, you know places that we go as where where there's toys or collectibles. Um, so that's going to be it for this for this week's episode. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it, and if you didn't, thank you for listening anyway. Hopefully you did yeah. enjoy it, and if you didn't enjoy it, again thanks for listening. But uh, bite me. Yeah. Bite him, not me. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Gonna... This is Corey. Uh, and this is his superior older brother, Billy, signing that off. That I beat up that I beat up all the time. Not true. Signing off. Not true.